This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I am your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me is Ricky Weber. You really like that you can do, well, barring if anything doesn't go catastrophically wrong, that you can now point to them when well, you do that. you know, I got, I got to be some yeah, talk to the nation. You know, I mean, <laughs> people keep saying, you know, I want pictures moving. I want something happening. So I got to give them a show. I mean, they're, they're watching us, man. This We can't just be like, so what do you think about the draft? You know, we got to give something to something for them to stare at. We got to give them some, uh, some something for their money here. But uh, we can find do what you and uh, Rankin have talked about on the behind the pen. You guys can go shirtless now. Oh, we could. Well, you can, that, uh, we could do a shirtless podcast. We could now. do a shirtless podcast. I don't know if anyone wants to I see think that host, go shirtless. I think that hosts on a different website, guys. <laughs> Maybe. Anyways, I got Ricky Woodman with me and you heard Dave Oster's voice. And now you don't. <laughs> no, now you don't. <laughs> but now this is the Fast Break Podcast. We just got done watching the draft, or well, at least the first round of the draft, and now we're going to jump into talks of the draft. But before the draft happened, we had pre-draft day trades, and D-Rose is not a Chicago Bull anymore, and we kind of did Nostradamus-esque there because we put out a It was fa- a little spooky, it is. timing-wise. We put out a Fast Break topic saying, will D-Rose get traded to the Knicks? An and hour then, later. An hour Bull later. Gone. To be fair, we did record that on what, the Saturday prior? Yes, yeah. the Saturday prior. post-time was kind of, you know, an hour before. So if you listened on SoundCloud, you're like, oh, I, I knew they talked about that. Exactly. But if you're not and you're a YouTuber, everyone's like, he just got traded. You guys are stupid. Well, no, we just called it. Anyways. Or we're psychics. That's the way I look at it. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, on June 22nd, the Bulls sent D Rose to the Big Apple. The Knicks got Derek Rose, Justin Holiday, and a 27 second round, 2017 second round pick. And the Bulls got Robin Lopez, Jose Calderon, and Jerry and Grant of my Notre Dame. So would, who, I mean, what do you think about the trade? Who's the winner? It. Who's the losers? Fucking love. I think it. It, I think it's a fair trade. Uh, as long as both teams kind of went into their understanding, you know, what what are we getting out of this trade? On the one end, you got the Bulls. They're like, all right, we need to move Derrick Rose. This has been a sore point for this franchise. He finally had a semi-healthy year, and we can kind of move forward. We can go ahead and replace a big because we're not going to go after Powell or Joe, it looks like, this offseason. Mm. So let's go get a great big who is going to be on a good contract for the next couple of years and Robin Lopez. And then they get a couple little pieces tacked on to make the contracts mm-hmm. even out. I don't See, know, but I don't... I'm on I'm on the other side of it though because to me this was basically I know the the Bulls do get Robin Lopez. Yeah, it's basically oh he's a big that can kind of run the floor better than Powell did. But you look at Lopez, you look at Grant, you look at Calderon. None of those pieces matter. The biggest thing for this Bulls deal was them just getting Rose out the door. I don't think that these guys coming in are anything super special. No. It was just, you know what? Robin can work, and we fucking get Rose out the door. That was the one thing. I mean, you said great. And I was like, I don't know if Robin Lopez is a great center. but No, Robin no Lopez a great is... contract. Okay, that's fair. Think about the money he's making versus the contracts that Biggs are going to get this year. He's under 15 mil a year. I think, yeah, I think that's kind of what people said. He would kind of be in the Bismack mm-hmm. range. So that's basically we're getting a guy who's kind of established in Robin Lopez instead of taking a gamble on a guy like Bismack Biombo. But right. with Robin Lopez, I think it, I think it's a great trade because, again, like you said, Noah's going out. He's And, and Robin Lopez has, has, decent, has had decent health so you're not going to worry about Noah like Noah where he was getting injured yeah I mean he's played over he's played over 50 games every year uh so Mm -hmm. really I'm not concerned about health and look he's a he's a high energy guy just like Joe so I think that trade kind of pans out like we keep the energy up he can still give us some points and some boards as long as you keep him away from the mascot we'll be in good shape (laughs) yeah well he can't go anywhere near Benny the Bull but I mean just not just Robin Lopez but with Calderon that's a deal where I'm like why the hell would we take Calderon? Oh, that's right. 
yeah, he's got seven million a year, yeah. but he's going to be done at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. So that means basically we got a Derrick Rose who's going to walk anyways for seven mil, not twenty one. No, 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 you did not just say Calderon and Derrick Rose put up like similar numbers. No, 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 no. I'm saying like Derrick okay. was leaving at the end of the season. Calderon's probably not going to be here at the end of the year. Yeah, I can't see us resigning yeah. him for so next year. So basically, I rather I I'd be safer with Calderon just walking instead Interesting of Rose thought. and them throwing money at him. See, I mean, you guys are the Bulls fans here, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously you you want the best side. I, for your I could deal. talk up the Knicks all you want. Well, what I want to mention here is my boy Jerry and Grant. You guys didn't talk about him. I, I, I just figure it was he's a million dollars. He's a great bargain. Well, See, with Jerry and Grant, <laughs> Jerry and Grant, people say that he didn't fit the triangle. But if you look at some of the games, I mean, he put up some decent numbers there. And I mean, in some of the games where you know he was on, he was finding a shot from deep. He was finding a shot from inside. I think he was scoring like 18 points in the last game he played, and he scored 18 points. I think he but honestly, back to back games is it with just the points. fact that you know he's a guy with okay talent who's getting plenty of minutes mm-hmm. and. Let's be honest. The options on the team weren't always there, so he could he could get his shots. He could get way more shots than he would normally. So I don't necessarily know if we saw you know a good player there with potential. I know mm-hmm. he's got some you know issues with his game. He's not a well rounded player yet. He's still very young though, so there is upside. But there's a lot that we need out of him. You know, without having you know Derek Rose a point guard, we're looking at Jaron Grant and Jose Calderon filling in that spot doing double duty. Uh, Dude. We, we, we also got to... Spencer Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie, guys. Yeah, He's a point guard on this team. you're right. You're right. We still got Dinwiddie. So who's going to be the backup, Dinwiddie or Grant? Well, I think Grant's Grant's. What I was trying to say there is mostly he might just be able to score off the mm-hmm. bench. I'm not saying he's going to be putting up like ten a night, but I mean, I think yeah. he averaged around five with, with with the Knicks. Maybe that goes up to seven. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be decent off the bench at least scoring wise. And if he can find his his range, his, his deep shot, then that's even going to improve. Uh, his potential there because I mean having a guy who could shoot from deep is obviously yeah. key in this today's that, that's NBA. hopeful though I, yeah. I don't see his shot improving that much he's he's able to get just to the more basket. consistent okay consistent saying. I'll give you yeah well and the one thing I wanted to touch on is this is as soon as the trade went down checked my Twitter feed checked my Facebook feed and it's one of those things where I don't know about you guys. I saw all this hate for just, oh. why did we get rid of Rose? He's the king of this I city. He's the son of the city. On Reddit. And I figured it out. With me, I'm sitting there as a basketball mind going, you know what? They were great memories. Like, the shot against the Cavs, what was it, last year, where he was just, like, giving that straight face, like, yeah, I'm a baller look. Or, like, the dunk over Dragic and these just, these Stacy King-like moments God, Stacey King's voice will just, yeah. Did we have great moments with Rose? Yes. But the best way to put this is it's just like a relationship. Whenever a relationship ends, what do you usually go back to? The good times. You try to think back of those good times. And that's what, for you Bulls fans out there that are feeling pain for this, it's because you're remembering all those good times and you weren't remembering the Derrick Rose that gave up in a game six in the NBA playoffs, a Derrick Rose that basically said he's going to test his options in free agency after this this season, that's what it is. And that's why I feel like there's some hate on this trade from the Bulls fandom. But also I saw the sides on New York side where there's the saying people are giving it like a D grade and people are saying this is one of the worst trades in Knicks history. Obviously yeah. you, you can't forget about the, the Eddie Curry trade where there, we well, got two, two first rounders. Eddie Curry, Bargnani, yeah, uh, they've a got a bad history with trades. Those Knicks fans might be the smart Knicks fans though. Because there are some Knicks fans that are like, cool, we get a point guard who can pass to Porzingis and Melo, and it's like, you know Rose's game, right? Well, Rose is a slasher who's going to shoot to find his shot. He is rarely a guy. He is not the point guard that is going to 
pass. Yeah, unless I it's, think he averaged I drew, about five assists for the past couple of years. Unless it's I drew two defenders and, okay, I have to kick it out. But with D. Rose is one thing. I mean, if he could stay healthy, then maybe you will see some flash of life from that lineup. That, but, but then that's way too much of a question mark. And that was the yeah. thing with this trade that Garpax had to think about. It was, do we hang on to Rose right now and hope that because it's a contract year, he's just going to play out of his mind and stay healthy so that we could trade him big at the deadline? Or do we trade him now because we don't think he's going to be healthy, and that's why they pulled the trigger because they thought he was probably going to get injured? Yeah, what the biggest the biggest thing though I think with that Garpack packs even said in the press conference was you know we love what Derek had for us, yeah. but we we weren't thinking we were going to be able to resign him in 2017. So I, I think I think the Bulls clearly won this because first off you get rid of I mean you let Jimmy Butler know that he this is now his team, and obviously we had some doubts in that. I was going to bring that. Yeah. We, we had some doubts in that because you know there was now talks that they were going to move him for uh, to Minnesota. For Chris Dunn or even to Boston, uh, those talks are now dead. You know when we're recording this, so maybe maybe those have life again. But you know for for right now, I think the feeling is that it, it's Jimmy Butler's team for the moment. Whether he's moved later on, we'll, we'll see. But for right well, now, it was, it's Jimmy Butler's team for the moment. And it was kind of a hostile. Like if you think about it, this whole year mm-hmm. was kind of a hostile takeover of the team by Jimmy Butler. I, I, I wouldn't even call it a takeover. It was a struggle because no between well, the two of them. I mean, you come in and like Thibs comes out and. In my mind, Jimmy Butler knew, you know what, if if there's any chance to get this team to be mine, it's right now because Joe was injured and Joe wasn't starting. Joe kind of like shut down and wasn't a big presence in the locker room. Yeah. New rookie head coach that didn't really have control of the team. So Butler's like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to go over these young guys, make them know that, you know what, I'm going to work out with them, make them see like I'm the guy that wants to work with you. Like the biggest criticism that – most of our bowl, other bowl teammates for mm-hmm. Rose had is that he kind of had this expectation where it's like, eh, I'm gonna work on it. I'm Derrick Rose. Kind he, of a he was a quiet guy. He kept to himself a lot. Where Butler was, you could see him putting the work yeah. in the gym, getting it. Like, if well, he, I think it's a different guy, mentality yeah. too, because it's a number one overall pick versus mm-hmm. pick thirty of the first round. Literally the last, you know, end of yeah. the first round pick. Whereas so. Jimmy Butler, you tell him, hey, my shot's not right. He's gonna be in that gym working out. Where Derrick Rose is like. No, I gotta practice it. I'm Derrick Rose. So, so ultimately, who won this trade and who lost this trade? Was it the Bulls? Or was it the Knicks? I'm gonna say the Bulls won. The Knicks were gonna have to wait and see because the thing that I mean, it all depends on how a how he fits in with the Knicks with yeah. Mello mm-hmm. and Porzingis more so with Mello, and two, it's also gonna have to go on how Rose plays and can he stay healthy? If Rose has a tremendous contract year. It's going to be great. However, Nick fans, I'm going to warn you this right now. If he plays out of his mind, you're probably going to throw money at him too much than he's worth, and then you're stuck with him. One thing I do want to throw in here, though, is mm-hmm. also we don't know what system they're going to play in because mm-hmm. they did bring in Jeff Hornacek, but also Phil might be you know, yeah, you've got tied with the triangle, of... so we'll, well, we'll have to Hor- see with that. Hornacek has said that the bigs like Porzingis are going to play a big role in this. I, I think, honestly, you'll see shadows of the triangle within it. It's not going to be entirely pure triangle mm-hmm. gameplay. Mm-hmm. And Phil really kind of talked about that. He touched on points in the past couple weeks about he would like to keep it in there because he thinks it can work really well with some of the pieces he's got and some of the pieces he's looking to add in the future. So the big thing for me is, okay, now they've got Derrick Rose. Who's next? And, you know, there's there's all these rumors. But purely about this trade. Apparently Phil told Rose that Durant well, is of course. the one. They're well, going to look for Durant. No, no, yeah. no, no. no. He's the no, and of course, it's like, of course he's going to be the number one priority. But when you're Phil Jackson, you're saying to Rose, you're basically saying, I'm going to get you Durant. 
Yeah, and that, that's not, wishful we're not thinking. We're not being here for nothing. That's wishful yeah. thinking. And you also got to put asses on the seat in MSG. So I mean, and, and one, I, I'm going to go out and say that the the, the Bulls won this. Mm-hmm. Knicks lost this because the Knicks. I, I understand where they're coming from here, and yep. I understand this. And people can't call me a homer, so that's good because I'm, I'm I'm not a Bulls fan. I'm well, surprised here. If DJ would have went to the Bulls, you would have been. I'm Bulls surprised well, here and I, say I'm the Knicks are going to win this trade. Really? Really? I'm, I'm calling it. Yeah. No. There's is only, that because they're going to make the playoffs in your mind with the, with the addition of D Rose? Because I see that's the only way that they make this. I, I see it as win this. they're going to make the playoffs. Derrick Rose, uh, back to back years, he's now improved his game count. You know, so he's healthier. He's still a good score. And look, Derrick Rose, a couple years back, I, I'm not going to compare numbers as far as his points, but as far as assists, think about this: when he was on a really well loaded team, he was almost averaging eight assists a night, seven plus assists a night. So now he's going to have all these options around him. One of the biggest problems with the Bulls teams of the past was their lack of scores. He's not going to have this problem on on this Knicks team. So maybe he doesn't have this whole, you know, put this city on my back because now he's in New York. It's not his hometown. I think he's going to play a little more relaxed. He's not going to have that pressure. So he'll be more likely to, you know, help pass around that ball. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he's going to totally change as a player. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that change of scenery is really going to do him a huge favor. And I can see this team... I know, you know, all the jokes are like, oh, this is going to be like the 2011 All-Star team if they go out and get like somebody like Dwight Howard, you know, to fill in that center spot. But I can see him being a very good fit there and change his game enough because he has those other options around him. It's a it's a much more well-rounded roster than mm-hmm. what he had to work with previously. There's one thing I'm going to say, and this is the last thing I have for the Knicks side of it. Yeah. And this is a point that I heard and the brief little bit of Colin Cowherd's show that I was able to listen to today. And he said, the one thing you got to look at is which Derrick Rose, because if he plays phenomenally, yeah. in order to get, keep him, you're going to have to throw a max contract at yeah, him. That's the other problem. Is, the way yeah. he described it was th- there are some girls, hey, you're dating a crystal, you're dating the candy, you're dating that stripper. <laughs> Do you want to settle down with that stripper? No. I love I love Colin no. Cowherd. You don't want to settle down with Everything that stripper. Everything goes back to his Vegas days. You want to settle down with a good girl that you can bring home to mom. And as Rose, he's going to have, if he has that phenomenal contract season, which one of those is he going to be? Well, That's what you have to determine. I think, the, I think it comes down to is Derek still thinks he's a top player in this league. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy still thought he was a top player. Jimmy thinks he is a top player in this league. Jimmy's a top 10 player in this league. And, you know, that kind of whole mentality really warped that locker room this year. And we watched the fight between the two of them struggle for ownership of this team. Garpax went forward with Jimmy on the team. So now you have Derrick Rose, who's been outed from his team from his hometown. So, like I said, I think the change in scenery is going to be huge. I think personality-wise, men- mentally, like, he's going to be like, okay, maybe I'm not, you know, the best player or a top 10 player, but I'm still going to be good enough to go out there and get that max contract. I still think he's going to go out there and average like probably 15, 16 a night and like six assists, which isn't amazing. But in today's mm-hmm. NBA, his athleticism, if he can get, you know, 65 to 75 games in, psh, absolutely max contract. Yeah, I'm going I'm to say the Bulls won this one because with D. Rose, you still don't know what the injuries. You don't know if he's right. going to be We're able to stay We're taking a healthy. risk. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're taking a risk here if you're in New York. And it's an, it's an obvious risk because you're the number one mar- media market in 
in the United States. You got to take a risk. You got you got to take a chance somewhere. And they didn't have draft picks, so exactly. Look, you, you got to make a splash. So I, I understand the next point, but I'm, I'm saying the, the the Bulls won this because you're able to unload that contract. You're unable to load uh, unload a lot of pressure on Garpax and on Jimmy Butler and on Hoiberg. You're, uh, you're the pressure still on Garpax. Don't well, you the let the pressure still hook. on Garpax? But I'm just saying, but he's you done, needed to move someone. They've done something too right. that yeah. they've never done before. This is not a Garpax move. Yeah, yeah. And you, that's why I was like. Credit to credit to you needed to move someone, and then you get you get you get decent players. I mean, Jerry and Grant, you're taking a, a, a chance on. Will, is it, it really know. just to screw with Horace Grant? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, for a million dollars, could I see Pax to do that? <laughs> maybe. After a year, we take them, send them over to Orlando, let them have some fun <laughs> oh my with God. them. See, with Jerry, <laughs> the mind games are real. See, I, I think Jerry, Jerry, you know, it, it, it's a chance there. You, you see what it can do. If yeah, not, he'll it's get not he'll hurt. get minutes. We'll find yeah. out what he's worth. I mean, that's I think it's a good pickup. Uh, the, the big problem for me is just the fact that w- the Bulls really don't have a, a true point anymore. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a big concern. So it's going to be something they'll have to go after, you know, free agency-wise. Well, and the one thing I'm looking at, I know that right now we're recording this during the second round, but kind of give you guys some real time, Bulls second round picks coming up in two. Yeah, so we'll, that may change things. We'll definitely see. There's there's trades going ahead, <laughs> so we'll definitely see who's available there. I, I do believe Demetrius Jackson's still available. No, he's not. Went Boston, to Boston. Takes, yep. taking him. So this is why. You're a Celtic fan. Yeah, this is the downfell but of, uh, I, I of just watched, this live. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, we'll, we'll go. I, I want to keep going on with the Bulls thing real quick. Mm-hmm. Fair uh, enough. Because, you know, we they got Robin Lopez, who can obviously be a decent center. He can be a starting center. He's, he's, he's a good veteran presence. Same with Jose Calderon. I mean, terrible contract, but he is expiring. Mm-hmm. He's terrible gonna, contract and terrible defender a terrible player but I mean <laughs> but he's no. only going to be here a year at most that's what right. I'm not really he's worried about he's contract yeah, yeah but Jerry, can you can you settle for him being your starting point guard in this league no for a year? but he's not sure, going to be why not? he's not going to be he's not going to be he, there's no way Garpax is going to have Jose Calderon be their starting point guard who's going to be the starting point guard then? Here, we have free agency so we'll here's see. one thing I'll throw out there do we have a third time return of Kurt Heinrich I'd love it oh my I, god I, I think I, getting I, Kurt back in the saddle baby I'd I I love do it. it and Mike Rankin would love it too but real quick, I, I, and then this, I love Captain Kirk. This also led down to what the Bulls did with their 14th pick. They didn't have to go with a big because if oh. they kept D Rose, they'd probably have to go with a big. And there was a lot on the board there. And now we're, we're going to get into him come draft when we yeah. do the draft recap. And, and part now, of this. and now it made them take Denzel Valentine. And, mm. and I do want to k- cover this because again, you know, this is also a win for the Bulls because if they didn't take, Phenomenal. if they didn't trade D Rose, they would have to go with a big man. And I think that's what Garpax was looking for. Now they're able to go get a guard. They're able to get someone who's a, 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 able to guard, you know, the one through the three. He's truly versatile. Yeah, he is. And, and the only real downfall is him is it, does he have knee problems? So one thing is <laughs> one knee problem to another. Yeah. Uh, when Jay Bill, was younger. it Jay Billis or uh, Jay Billis Rose said that came, no, it was, oh, it, was, it was Billis. Was it Billis, it was Billis. that compared he him said to Brandon one or the other? Uh, don't do that, man. Don't said, do that. He, he compared Denzel's knee to Brandon. You Lewis, know what else? This, you terrible. know what else? This trade did for the Bulls hmm. draft night wise. Well, who was the guy that most people were projecting us to take before Rose was taken? Deonta Davis. Could you imagine if we took him at 14, the kid who fell all the way out of the first round yeah. and had to leave the green room? Yeah. Well, and, didn't have to. He decided to. And now the Bulls just picked Paul Zipser from uh, Germany. He's a he's a, he's a a power forward who can, I think he can stretch Stash him, man. Stash him overseas. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. So they did get a big man there. I, I think the Bulls did a great job. I think the Bulls really cleared a lot of... <laughs> Of you know just a lot of tenseness in in that yeah, whole organization. I think this was a good move for the org overall because mm-hmm. like you said the org for the, the org, org. I was going to say the same oh, thing. I was like oh, Dave's, Dave's hip. I'm sorry Dave's about hip. that. I can't use terms anymore. <laughs> I'll just say the full words. But no, no, no. Uh, that would be org. English. Oh wow. 
I feel the pain now. Oh uh, <laughs> the pressure's on. No, the, the the big thing is, like you said, they cleared out. You know, the bad mojo basically from this locker room. They're trying to get everybody straight, and they bring in guys who can be small pieces. They can find out what they've got, and they can get rid of them at the end of the year. Robin Lopez energy, and you know, he's got, he's a reliable center. So I think I don't I don't necessarily think it's a bad move. I, I just think the Knicks are going to come out a little bit ahead mm-hmm. as long as Derrick Rose stays healthy, which I, is a giant asterisk, I know. But well, I think, he's got to stay healthy I'm a hypocrite. because it's a contract year because if he stays healthy, he'll probably he get out money. his mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I think it's a win if they make the playoffs. That's that's a win for the Knicks if they make so, the playoffs. So, so what's Bulls, the win for Bulls? I think it's a win. Period. Just, no matter what, you just clear that that tenseness. Well, you what clear if the point guard is just a leaking sieve for the entire well, season? We're I just mean, getting murdered you, by everybody. Then you wait till next year. I mean, with the Bulls, you just got to clear something up because, I mean, it, you could just tell from all the rumors, well, all this thing. There was a lot of buildup in this in this organization. Yeah, and the one thing early reports for next year's draft. I know a lot can change Ooh. because of the one and done, but yeah. early reports for the next year's draft is oh, this one was not as deep. Next year's is apparently really fucking deep. Really so, deep. I mean, well, even I mean, if you're like fourteen again, or even if you're one and done in the playoff, like an eight seed out. You're I mean, still we're, going we're, to get some. At this point, as it stands, do you think the Bulls are going to be a lottery pick again? Do you think we're going to get, like, in that first round but of the playoffs? Right, so right now, I wouldn't be surprised if we were, like, 12 to 14, but I would not be surprised if we were, we like, 8 seed out in the first still round because Cleveland beat us. Still got to throw that Kings pick out there, too, because we still have that. So if they if they fall out of the top that, 10, we get that first that's round. That's a weird one, though, because it's still we top could lose 10 it. projected. It, yeah. yeah. Protected, and that becomes yeah. a second rounder. Yeah. Well, yeah, but if, if they fall out of the top 10, then we get their picks. Yeah, or they, do we then think that's going to happen? Do we I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Boogie, Boogie we didn't know. seem to agree with their first pick, so I don't no. know how their future stands. <laughs> but I think you like the other ones. But let's move on <laughs> to the draft. We're going to cover cover first off. We're going to cover the uh, first round deals that did go down uh, this t- today. So we're going to go just really quickly who won, who lost, and uh, so let's jump into the first one. Indiana Pacers get Thaddeus Young. Brooklyn Nets get the right to the number twenty pick, who is Karis Levert, and then a future second round pick. Who won this one, Brooklyn or Indiana? I think this one's a neutral one. Because the way I see it is Thaddeus Young, I mean, if I'm the Nets, give or take. Really? The, to me, the bigger the bigger thing about this is, yes, Levert has some injury problems, but the bigger thing for the Nets is they could not let this first round pass without getting back in. They could not go. They need, to, the they need to re-energize this team a little bit. Yeah. Well, they have to just re-generize their fan base because the draft is in their stadium. Yeah, and one, one real quick, I do want to say, trades that uh, we, we would like to see. Uh, we did mention that Thaddeus Young mm-hmm. should be traded by the Nets. Thaddeus Young was just, one. it was too easy. It was He was like hanging out there. Yeah. I was like, come on. <laughs> I can put up points. I don't need a ton of minutes. Somebody's going to pay me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he may not have a three-point shot, which is unfortunate, but he can stretch the floor enough. And he'll still give you some easy points every night. So he's productive. I really like what Indy's done. And I the Levert pick, uh, the, the injuries just concern me. We watched a little bit of his highlights, though. He does have a lot of potential, and he can be explosive. The length is crazy. Like, watching him play out there, I was kind of surprised by that. Um, but... I just keep coming back to, okay, you're expecting someone to be explosive in the lane. He's got bad feet. Yeah. Could it, but could it also be similar to what the Pacers did last year? They drafted Miles Turner out of Texas, who had some knee problems. Yeah, too. but Miles Turner had, turned out way above everybody's I, expectations. I'm just saying, the one thing, and Sean, you said it during the draft, was you mentioned that, hey, Levert, when he's healthy— Boy, he looks good. Yeah, but again, it's it's it's, it's can he stay healthy? And it yeah, seems like he I'm was consistently saying, injured. And yeah. that's the same thing we were saying about Miles Turner coming in. 
was, oh, how's the knee injury going to do? Is it going to affect him in the NBA? So it's kind of a similar question coming in. Coming to an MVP network uh, to you soon. I don't know how an I messed that up. An MVP network near you? Yeah, an yep, MVP network you near the We Agree podcast, Dave and I. <laughs> yep. uh, I. I agree. Pacers won this one. You need to stretch for Thaddeus Young can do that for you. And the, the Nets, I was iffy on their pick. There was a lot of more uh, There was a lot more prospects out there. Like I was really Murray. surprised. That this draft seemed to go... Uh, a lot of like, reaches. Yeah. A lot of reaches. Reaches are just kind of weird ones where I'm like... I feel like you... Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, there, there was a lot, and we'll get into them. We'll go to the next trade, though. The Charlotte Hornets get Marco Bellinelli, and the Sacramento Kings get the rights to the number 22 pick, who is Malachi Richardson. I think the Kings win this one just because you get Malachi yeah. Richardson, and I love this guy. I you love a, him so much. You get a shooting guard who can drive. Yeah, he's inconsistent shooting, but he's younger than Bellinelli. That's well, the big thing. Really? He's younger yeah. than Bellinelli. <laughs> yeah. I did not know I mean, breaking, that the 30-year-old Marco Bellinelli. Yeah, breaking, I don't think it's wasn't, news you know, on To be honest with you, I don't think it's a terrible trade from the Hornets. I just <laughs> I think the Kings are going to win this one just because I like Malachi Richardson. I think you get you know you bring in youth to that team, and if he pans out, him and Boogie can be dynamite. I, I really like that pick yeah. from the Kings and Bellinelli. He might be able to help the Hornets. You know, he's a, a role a player. player. At this point, yeah, exactly. there, there's the upside. That's what we're looking at. Is Malachi has the upside. He can grow as a player. Bellinelli is on the downturn of his career. Honestly, it's just like he's a bench player. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's the expectation. Well, it's not bad, but. Huge upside for this Kings And team. the big thing, if you're looking to add a bench player for the Hornets at 22, would you rather have a veteran like Bellinelli on the bench or a rookie where it's like, yeah, we could draft him. He's probably not going to play much. He's going to be on the bench. And if we need him in a big situation, he's yeah, a we've rookie. We've seen Bellinelli come up huge from time to time. I think the Hornets, are they going to hit any home runs in free agency? Probably not. But the thing that the Hornets need is veterans to come in because they were a team Man, that you know you know who they, they need Jose well, Calderon. <laughs> Ooh, they were a team that I want <laughs> to say happen. was after <laughs> great veteran leadership. It was oh after God. the All Star <laughs> break. They were twenty one and eight to end the season. So they they, went they, on a they hit a hot yeah. streak yeah. and then they take the um, Heat to seven. Could have won was a that beautiful se- series. Could have won that series. And I mean, one of the things is like I said, they just need veterans to come in. So they might have been looking at going. Yeah, we could take a Richardson, but we don't fucking need him. Yeah, the, the, I think the time to grow and their window kind of matched up. Bellinelli mm-hmm. can come in, like you said, clutch times in the playoffs. Yeah. Give them Manti needs, and they don't have to worry about growing uh, Malachi up to be able to play in those kind of situations. They don't need to worry about you know playing time mm-hmm. during the regular season to get him there. Bellinelli can play one healthy. He can play short spurts. Uh, he can play long if they need him to, but it's not really... You know, like there's any requirements for him. He's just a plug and play. Yeah, and and we'll, before we go on, real quick, you know, again, going real time here. I'm wearing the Boston Fire Department shirt, and Boston earlier took Demetrius Jackson, and now they select Ben Bentel. I'm a Celtics fan, but ben anyways, we're going on to the other trade, and this one was the biggest one that involved picks. And it was kind of out of nowhere, and you know, we'll, we'll get into it. Phoenix Suns get the rights to the number eight pick, who was Marquise Chris, and the Kings get the right to the number thirteen pick. I'm gonna mess up this name. Giorgio's Papa, Papa, Papa Giannis. Papa Giannis. Giorgio's Papa Giannis. They get the rights to the number 28th pick, who ended up being Scalabissier. And then they get a 2022nd round pick. And then the draft rights to Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, who, is Nicely a, done. who is picked uh, number 27th in 2014. Who won this trade and why is it Phoenix? <laughs> I was going to say Phoenix. and I mean, Every, Everyone with a brain says Phoenix. The, yeah. only, the only thing I liked that the Kings ended up drafting was Scal. Was Scal. Yeah. That should have been the 13th pick, not the— yeah. Well, it was kind of weird. If they could have got terrible. him at 28. They could have got him at 28. But why would you have to take 
Papa Giannis? Papa Giannis at 13. Like, why? He was What's projected, the... like, second round. Well, I think okay. I had him so in there's the different, there's different projections out there. True. And, but we I don't know how one. much these scouts are spending in the early leagues. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, think up. They've been... A lot more games have been played in the last couple of weeks over there, so you really got a chance to analyze these players a little more. I don't know why they just would. If like if, if they're if they're thinking big man. Yep. I mean, of course, Papa Giannis is a center, and this guy isn't. He's a power forward, but wh- why not go like Hernan Gomez? Don't, don't limit us with positions, anyone, man. Anyone. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like the thing that's great I don't know, you is have I am too. I am so he's glad, a center. I am so glad the Suns made this deal. Because if they didn't, they would have made the pick, probably picked the guy that the Kings should have picked in Denzel Valentine. If they would have done that, I would have been a sad Bulls fan. See, but I, I look at this. <laughs> I would have been a depressed Bulls fan. If you do want to hear if you do want to hear my rant about the, the Sacramento oh. Kings, go to our, I think it was draft deadline deals that should have happened. <laughs> I, I look at the Kings, and yep. all right, you pick a center at 13 who, was, who wasn't in Chad Ford's top 35, who was drafted in, I think, projected at Draft Express in the 50s. Mm-hmm. You yep. look at me, I think I had him at like 55. 57 in one of, but did Billis in have him that four, high oh, your 4.0 was, oh, your 4.0 yeah. you had him the second round pick to the Bulls and then in your 5.1 you had him one pick lower hey, I never did if, a second round if you see this something is, you he like, made my debut in my 5.0 as a second round pick. yeah okay I'm just saying the Kings obviously saw something they liked in him and but the, you the can question wait. is <laughs> but can they is the question because we don't know what these other teams are thinking we don't know mm-hmm. if they jumped up to get that guy we don't know I'm just assuming that... I, is he a diamond in the rough? I'm no. just assuming that the King's leadership <laughs> is terrible at this point. It is. Vladi like doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Vivek Ranadive doesn't know what he's doing. I look at, you know, Papa, Papa Giannis. Okay, he's a center. Let's let's see. What, what what Let's look at the Kings here. All right, we got DeMarcus Cousins, Rudy Gay, and maybe Rajon Rondo. Okay, our best player is DeMarcus Cousins. What position is he? A center. Okay, let's draft a center. Let's reach for a center. Let's No, let's not reach. Let's, like, jump up into the ceiling. <laughs> you want to get a ladder, too? All, yeah, let's look through all of the <laughs> insulation up there and then pull him out. Like, that is a reach... I, I can't imagine. I, it, uh, what a terrible. Pick. On the other hand, you need some guard help. Then. On the other hand, the Suns go out and get back to back young it. talent. First, they pick Dragon Be- Dragon Benda. There's themselves. Dragon Benda. God, I'm choking on that. But <laughs> and then they go out and get Marquise Chris. The guys we literally compared these two week after say, week. We said who should they draft, and they said, "Yeah, fuck it, let's get both." Like it's We're not, not sure the answer ever. <laughs> We're right? not sure. I, we'll, just, we'll just take both. You They're both under twenty. Like, They're you both know, phenomenal upsides, and none of them are a reach. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things where it's like you know what. People are thinking we're going to do this, we're going to do that. If we pick one or the other, people are going to think we screwed up, so let's just get them both and make everyone happy. And the Kings were thinking, <laughs> hey, we don't need fans. We got a new real. Let's just pick him. And the thing, <laughs> that, oh, the thing about the Kings, and I, I'm, I'm happy that they traded Chris because the eighth pick was one of those where, Sean, you knew before the draft, Dave, you were coming over to my house late, so you didn't have this way. conversation. I was nervous that Buddy was going to go there. And I was like, if Buddy goes there, career over. Not going to have a career. Well, that's be what, a Ben Macklemore. That's what so many people are saying now about mm-hmm. scale. People are saying that about Papa Giannis. Scale, I, mean, scale, I think it's I just have a, hope. I have, yeah. I have a wee bit of hope. We'll scale, see. We'll see. Scale has a stroke. He has the shot down. Mm-hmm. He just needs to get more consistent at it. And there's that upside. There is so much upside to having a stretch for who can give you a defensive presence. He gets involved with the block shots because of his length. I, I just think maybe the Kings are like, hey, we need more guys with more than 10 letters in our last name. Mm-hmm. I think so we'll, let's go out and get three of them. I think, we'll, I think we'll definitely go into uh, biggest big, biggest <laughs> steals in this draft, and I think scale will definitely be mentioned. I think everyone agrees here that Phoenix won that trade. Uh, yeah. Won that trade. Genius move. 
Honestly, the Kings might have won it if they didn't pick anyone but Papa Giannis. I'm sorry, Papa Giannis. I know you're our number one fan here, but I'm I'm sorry. You shouldn't have been, you shouldn't go number thirteen. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna love it when we're Ugh. we're looking back at this video right around you know like maybe Christmas time and it's Man. like Papa Giannis is leading. Guess what? It for we won't be. Of the year. We won't be kinda, at all. Kind of like how people uh, bashed Porzingis and then it was like, oh, this isn't Porzingis. Don't even. No, 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 this no, no, isn't no, no, Porzingis. No, no, no. no comparisons are happening. Oh, I'm just God. saying it's a. If it's You're the same hoping thing for similar action. Yeah. This yeah. is this is no. This is reaching with, up with your all the playing time he gets. Same behind I do that a lot. I don't think this is there. Papa Giannis is. He's gonna blow it out of the water. I'm not saying he's going to. He's gonna blow out of the water from the bench, play behind Boogie. Totally. Now it's gonna happen. Dude, he's the third splash brother. Okay. But now, honestly, we gotta. I think we gotta. We have a discussion here. This is the last trade that we're gonna cover here. It's going to be who made the worst trade, the Magic or the Kings? Because oh, the, Magic the Magic lands Serge Ibaka from the Thunder, which sounds great. But listen, they gave up <laughs> but Victor Oladipo, Ursan Ilyasova, and the rights to Demontis Sabonis. Honestly, if you said Sabonis and Ilyasova, I'd say, yeah, it's a decent trade. <laughs> but then you just throw in Victor you Oladipo. throw in Victor Oladipo. Oh, my God. Ilyasova, I'm not really – like, I'm giving him a pass on Ilyasova because that, to me, looked like uh, – why, like, why did we trade the Bucks for him? Let's just get rid. Yeah, of Yeah, but you could also he he could he's decent stretching. But he's o- nothing special. But, but he's better than Singler. The thing I look at for the Magic is the maybe the reason why they traded him is yeah. what are they going to do with Hazonia? They they're trying to get more time. It could just be they're kind of flooded at a couple positions. They're clearing out Shooting some space. Shooting guard being one of them. And look, you get a stretch four who is a legitimate defensive shutdown player. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a ton out there. He can give you. Instant presence down in that post. So we saw what he was able to do in limited minutes uh, in this playoffs here in this playoffs as a whole. So it, it kind of seems crazy, but when you start thinking about what the Magic need to take that well, next step, and the thing, not, you, not and the, the worst thing, thing you gotta think get, about, it just seems like they paid way too much. And you get Vogel too, who's a great defensive yeah. uh, mind. Well, no, this is what it comes down to: is they've got Alfred Payton at the point, so. They're not going to have well, Hazonia. I'm not sold on. Yeah, but, but they're not going to have Hazonia play the point when they probably think that Peyton. Cause right. One of the things, the reason Scott Skiles said I'm done was because he didn't like. The, <laughs> I love that Scott Skiles was just like well, I'm done. Well, I'm one done. of the things he didn't that he said he didn't like was yeah. El, he wasn't sold like Sean on Alfred Payton and the Magic yeah. front office was like they're no, pushing him. We're sold on him. They have him at the point. They're not going to play Hazonia there. So you got to put Hazonia at the two. It's crowded with Oladipo. And they probably looked at it and said, hey, we just drafted Hazonia last year. That's more rookie years. Oladipo, the older player, we're going to have to be giving him a contract sooner. So let's just trade him for Sir. Okay, so let's look at Oladipo. He's 24. It was a second-round draft pick in 2013. Arguably. Second overall. Yeah, uh, well, arguably, and that's a terrible draft class. You could say he's yeah, one was. of the best players in that draft class. I think Giannis was also there, too, so at 15. Yeah. But, you know, at least top five. He was Which the at the time was a steal yeah. because you got to think, or I'm sorry, it was a reach mm-hmm. because he was he was not in people's first round. So Papa Giannis were holding out hope. Oh, yeah. my God. Anyways, uh, <laughs> you could, I would say Thon Maker more of that. But uh, anyways, not going to start on that. If, if, we talk about, if we talk about Oladipo, it was, top five, it was probably his best player in the top five of the draft. Yeah. But looking at his minutes, he, in 2014 to the 2014 season, he started basically every single game, played in 72 games, 71 games started, averaged 17.9 points. He shot 43% from the field and 33% from three. Then you look at this year, his game started went down, so obviously he, he didn't really stick and fit in with the Magic, so they wanted to get him, right. get him out of here. So he played 72 games, same amount of games, started 52 of them, 
had two less minutes, but his three-point percentage has gone up in every single year, 32%, 33%, and last year was 34%. So obviously you like that there. And if he can develop that shot, that's obviously going to add more depth to that Oklahoma City team. And if you look at Oklahoma City, they always needed a two-guard. Yeah, so, I mean, it seems this, like they, they transitioned off of Harden, and then it was just well, digging for, you know, and the Deion Waiters failed, and yeah. then, ugh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to—I said magic at the beginning. Now looking into it— the beginning question you had, I'm saying Kings, and this is why. Oh, Kings did. Yeah. Well, for the <laughs> for the Magic, it's to me Ilyasova and Oladipo both done well contract wise at the end of this year. So for the Magic, they're thinking, you know what, Oladipo, mm-hmm. we don't even want to think about giving him any kind of money. Like think about resigning him, and we could bring in Serge. For the Thunder side, they're thinking, well, yeah, we can bring in that guy. Like you guys said, they haven't had that good third piece to Durant and Westbrook yeah. since Harden. They got a two-guard now. And guess what? If it doesn't work, bye. Whatever. But you didn't work. The interesting thing about this Sabonis is, is the main piece for the Thunder moving forward. Well, that they're hoping Sabonis yeah. is the right fit because I mean, now they're adding another defensive guy down low who can give you something mm-hmm. similar to what Adams is right now. So there's huge potential there. He's, he's rough on the boards. He's absolutely just a beast down low. So I'm thrilled to see him go to this team, but it really showed me that OKC is buying in. We're going to show Kevin Durant that we want to win as much mm-hmm. as he does. And here is his best chance. Yep. We're going to go out, get you not only a big down low to help out. We're going to also get you a three point shooter off the bench. Mm-hmm. We're going to get you a two guard who can defend with the best of them. Who's going to get you points, rebounds and assists and completely athletic. Yeah. I mean, Sean, Sean, the We Agree podcast. We agree. I mean, I, I'm going to say the Kings had the worst because they did worse with what they, they got in the mm-hmm. trade. We can at least somewhat rationalize the Orlando the trade. Or- yeah. Because, but it's still it's an overpay. Oh, completely. But it still is something. The Kings just feel, I feel like it was just like, oh, fuck. Let's just, yeah, why not? Why not? Let's just do this. <laughs> so basically what I'm Clock saying. Clock was ticking down. So basically what I'm They're saying is. They're playing 2K. Yeah, basically 2K. what I'm saying is. First off, give Sam Presti a raise, and maybe you don't even pay KD. Just give KD or Sam Presti KD's money because this was a steal, phenomenal trade for the Thunder. And we're talking about this a team that pushed the Warriors to a game seven, should have won three one. Bill Simmons uh, tweeted the call the cops because the Magic just got robbed. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at this and they completely got robbed. It completely <laughs> stole this one away. I, I look at this as a fantastic trade from the Thunder. Sam Presti did a great job. I can rationalize this from the Magic However, side. However, I can still understand it. That's yeah. I, I can say, say I can still I, understand it. Don't kill yep. us, Magic fans. <laughs> but I, I, I can understand the trade from uh, from from the side of the Magic. Mm-hmm. I look at the Kings here, and I understand the trade. All right, you know, Phoenix wants in, and you get more draft picks, and you're getting more prospects, and then you go up and pick up. Yeah, I mean, so they had the potential to do something good with those draft picks. Well, they did great with scale. I feel like they missed an opportunity with that earlier pick, mm-hmm. and I just I feel like if they had grabbed. Shit, there's a handful of players. There's there one. There, there, there are 30, multiple options. Thirty players I can name <laughs> that I would have taken over. Papa there were multiple options out there for them that might have made this go better. Denzel Washington or Denzel Valentine. Denzel Washington. I'm sorry. Yeah, I would Denzel take him. Washington. I would take the man on fire over him. That's Tra- training day. Oh, training, training day. Anything. Man. They could have taken Denzel Valentine, who literally went one pick later. I would take. Anyway, this they, they just, get a point guard because I don't know. Maybe Rondo doesn't want to resign with your shithole team. They get a <laughs> shooting guard because who's their shooting guard now? Ben McLemore. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, <laughs> terrible, terrible. Go scale. Go scale. twenty-eight. Go scale. Maybe they were doing this as like a thing where they're like, we don't want to ruin anyone's potential because what it seems to happen is we take in players and then they just <laughs> shit. 
Outside of DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins, DeMarcus Cousins was about ru- six years ago? Yeah, and he's trying to ruin his potential just by ha- just getting every coach fired. <laughs> oh so we gosh. might never see DeMarcus Cousins at his full because he's never, he's never, you know, he's always he's, on the he's Kings. Never take he's always wasting serious his time either. on the Kings. You yeah. know what? You know what would be hilarious with that move? Why am I pissed? If, like, <laughs> if we find because, out. Because, like, you understand that you could be a better GM than Vlade right now. I could be any. Uh, anyways, it's going to be funny if we find out, like, a few years later that it's like, the Kings really wanted to take Thon Maker at 13, but the Bucks threw the fucking just wrench Maybe in that's the wheel. why. The Bucks and needed a 26-year-old like, Thon like, Maker. I think, like, honestly, we're going to take Thon. What do we do, yeah. Papa Giannis? Honestly, I think they, they made the trade and then turned the lights off in the war room. <laughs> and then, you know, Vlade had a dart and just threw it. And instead of going straight and, like, picking out of five, uh, yeah. you know, five of the guys on the dartboard, it went all the way over here to the draft board. Hit the second-round draft board. second-round draft board. And they were like, oh, I, I just figured maybe, him. like, Steph Curry also turned off the Wi-Fi for the Kings headquarters. <laughs> maybe. Who? Who? Oh God! Uh, who's the last guy you saw? Papa Giannis. Is he good? Uh, Give me a name. Well, Giannis guy's pretty memorable. He's on the Bucks. No, the other guy, Papa Giannis. All right, all right we'll take him. I, I think it was awful by the Kings. I, I'll go on my Kings. Show tar. Hey, hey, go go to our subscribe to our channel. Go watch my Kings draft grade, which will be coming out soon. Watch it, and I'm gonna give them. I'm just gonna go off on the the Kings rant. I'm I'm literally I'm upset. Because I, my, my yeah, team I mean, used to Kings be. Fan. That's well, a okay. Be, best, okay. One of my favorite teams uh, of old was the 2002 Sacramento Kings. You got well, Mike, Mike Bibby. You got Mike Bibby. You got Peja Stojakovic. You got Doug Christie, who was a who was a defensive mastermind. Mm-hmm. You got Vladi Divac, who when he was actually you know I mean, as a player. Yeah, as a player when he was good, when where he should have stayed. I mean, obviously, I think he should have just you know kept his kept his his uh, glory there. And then you got some <laughs> guy named Chris Webber, who was pretty good. I mean, this it's team high. was fantastic. They got screwed out of the 2002 Finals because the Lakers rigged. Rigged it with the refs. <laughs> I'm not getting into now it. Now who's talking about the NBA being rigged? All right, all right so who won? That who was. won these trades? Like, who's the winner of all these trades? Uh, Magic. Uh, Magic lost. I'm sorry. Now, Magic. Uh, we lost. talked. We talked losers already. We kings. I think you you're done with your rant. Yeah. yeah. I think right. it's so who won? Trade? Whoever we said didn't lose. Won. Thunder like, won. No, no, thunder. the biggest winner of oh, all these the trades. Biggest, the, the biggest thunder. winner. Thunder. 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 Yeah, as it. much as much as I like the Suns move, again, it's nope. it's it's gonna get crowded there because you got Bender and Chris. You got they're gonna be fighting for playing time, but I still. Thing. I like I like the moves, uh, but yeah, Thunder for sure. How much does this actually help? Like, like what are, what are the odds have changed from Kevin Durant staying to leaving? Like, how much do you More feel like staying. this increased? More staying. I, you, do you think he was going to leave before this? No, he I, was going to stay. See, I, I think I agree with what we used to say is he would sign a one year contract and mm-hmm. we'd, we'd be doing this again. I think that was uh, about ninety five percent sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe it goes up to ninety seven. I mean, I'm just throwing numbers out here. Well, These literally and, don't mean anything. <laughs> but I'm trying to get you to say something concrete. Here's here. the thing: Katie staying in OKC. There we go. The there it is. Thing, here's the only it. thing that I'm going to mention on the Katie thing is they came out with that Boston story where like, oh, Katie was talking to Boston. Before the series of ended, course. the way I think about it, you don't let things get out unless you want them to get out. That was probably something that KD was like, you know, what? let that get out so this team does something this offseason. And that's probably why this trade happened. So many KD, leaks. KD was probably going to stay anyways, but he's like, you know, what? we need to make some moves to get better anyways. So why don't this I try to yeah. use it? To get something going in, but I want to talk about some of these picks, man. We yeah, gotta get we're, into we're it. Going, we're going in now. Enough of trades. We're Enough going of trades. Round one, top two K's over. Yeah, round one, top thirty. We'll go Usually surprises, best picks, reaches, all this. One and two, 
we can't say anything but great picks. I mean, Ben Simmons should have gone you number one. You didn't fuck up. Congratulations. Exactly. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe we'll see some fuck ups later on the road. But uh, you'll Simmons, see a lot of fuck ups. Ben Simmons, fantastic pick. Should have been the number one pick. Was the number one pick. Congratulations, you know, Philly. You, you got a superstar. You talked about Papa Giannis. Tell me how you really feel though about Atlanta at number twelve taking Toronto Prince. We'll get to that though. Uh, we gotta work so way Philly, through this shit because so, there's there's there's, yeah. some, there's some mess in the middle. Yeah. In the so, middle, really? So so Philly Philly and <laughs> and Los Angeles. You, We're you about both, to get to fuck, fuck, fuck one two. We know one two. Yeah. Number three. What the fuck, Celtics? <laughs> you couldn't pull the trigger on a single trade, so you panic and pick Jalen Brown, the man who has no shot. Apparently, they were going to pick him anyway. Yeah, sure. I totally believe that. <laughs> I, I think oh, I'm brutal. in the camp of if they couldn't find someone, they should have grabbed the most valuable asset on the board, which Chris was Dunn. Chris Dunn. And, and you can at least move him in the next day, yeah, two days. Or trade down. Or trade down. From, from what I heard when you were all over Twitter, Sean, during the first round when we were chilling, watching the draft. Chilling. And you said that hey, most look, of the tweets coming chilling. in about the Bulls were them in Boston had the more serious talks then about Butler than many in Chicago. Then if I'm Boston and I want that trade to work, fuck it, let's take Dunn and let the talks continue throughout the first round. See, yeah. maybe maybe the thing, I mean, Brown has a lot of potential. I think he has the one of the highest ceilings, but he also has the lowest floor for me. Mm-hmm. I think he I think he can he's completely got, get lost. Written all over and, him, and, a time, and I'm worried about it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we, we praise Brad Stevens so much, but then again, this is, a, this is a serious contender in the East. We don't know how many minutes he's going to get. We don't know if he's going to be able to develop his game. His mechanics are shit. Every, I mean, outside the best of, thing is athleticism. Look, exactly. the man is Built for the NBA, he can mm-hmm. he can go out there and play you know one on one with anybody, but he can't score consistently. His, his defense are kind of eh. oh, his handles are poor. Yeah, his basketball eh. IQ is questionable. There's so many question marks. This There's is even question sold. question mark about his actual personality too. Because I mean, inconsistencies really doesn't himself. exist. Yeah, I I, I just I, I think it was a terrible. Pick. Given this the is right the fit, same guy. I think he could grow. This is the I don't same know guy, if, like you mentioned, Go ahead. in our overrated video that we did. This is the same guy that you asked me, who's your overrated prospect? I said Jalen Brown. Yeah. And I stuck yeah. with it the whole time. No, I, Nothing I think, changed. I think the biggest thing to me is fit, and and you hit it right on the spot, Sean. Again, we agree too mm-hmm. much. Uh, <laughs> it's not a bad thing. No, you're, you're looking at me like I'm we don't just, agree. I'm proving a point <laughs> we don't here. Agree um, so, you're gone so no. in January. Dave, Dave does. Gone in January. So no, no, no. Okay. Happy birthday to me, right? Killing me with this shit. No, it's fit. It's 110% fit on team because, like you said, Sean, this man, we don't know how many minutes of the game he's mm-hmm. going to get. This is a playoff contender team. So, well, they're, I, I don't think that they are forced to play him because they're going to get in the playoffs. Likely, this is a weak East. So maybe they can't afford the middle of the season in the lull. They're going to give him some more playing time. But, you know, if there's a coach who can coach anybody up, I'm in. I'm in on it. But. I just don't see the fit working out right. I don't see the timeline working Don out Hill right. Don Hiller Murray. If, if, if I want to talk up the pick, though, all right, let's let's, let's look at the pick. If, yeah. Because if Jalen Brown, if he's going to be the backup small forward behind Jay Crowder, right? Who was there before was uh, Evan Turner, and I mean, kind of similar players. I would say Jalen Brown's more athletic. Obviously, Evan Turner's more polished. He's got more experience. I mean, that's basically Evan what Turner kind of coming out. There. Like, remember Evan Turner's draft? Oh, ridiculous! He was so hyped up and. Oh man, he he a was like the injuries. next coming. Yeah, and yeah, you just had to watch out. But he never honestly, had a shot from the outside. Jalen Brown doesn't have a shot from the outside. Both slashers, both guys who can get to the rim. I, I think yep. Jalen Brown can do that. And maybe maybe he will work just because he's basically putting into the same position. The Boston Celtics don't have to change too much. If I'm playing devil's advocate, maybe. But I think it's I think it's a bad pick. I think it's a reach. You should have gotten more from from that. No, to me, the way I see it is, if you were going to go off of. 
BPA, and then, okay, we, we're talking to the Bulls. We want to get a trade done. Then you take Chris Dunn. If you're sitting there going, you know what? These talks are kind of dead. I want someone who can come in here and help the team. I would have taken Buddy or Murray either. Throw, like you said with Vlade, turn the lights off, throw a board. If you hit Buddy or Murray, take either one of them because they'll be better than Jalen Brown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, and really, the instant impact really is just it. I don't see it, and I think they're going to actually suffer for not resigning Evan Turner mm-hmm. and having him as the backup. I don't see this we'll see. helping them push through the playoffs. I, I know we're probably getting a lot of negativity about that, but. It's hard to get pumped up about a pick who is so unpolished this, and is going to a system that's not really encouraging that. Honestly, I don't think we're going to see that much negativity because what I saw from Twitter, and I, I think people are saying, and I would say this too, I think Boston had the worst first round of any team. They had uh, so many the picks, picks, so much potential, so many players on our team who were tradable, and they ended up keeping picks and All picks that didn't fit. Most of them, I think. Most, I think they got rid of two of them to uh, the Grizzlies. So. They got a future first rounder. And, and then let, let, let's move on because I mean four. There was no big change there from Wow. Denver. Four Suns Dragon Benda. No change from Minnesota. I mean we might have saw him Chris Dunn go to the Bulls. <laughs> yep. But we, we we obviously didn't see that. And I think talks were more serious with Boston and what I've heard. Buddy Heald going to the Pelicans. Ricky loves that. I'm a Pelicans fan. They're my Western Conference team now. Denver Nuggets <laughs> getting Jamal Murray. They needed shooting. Phoenix Suns trading up to get Chris. Obviously, it's going to be tough finding spots for them, but if Chris can go play the three, mm-hmm. then we'll and obviously that's, see that I, I there. think we're hoping to see that. I, I really am excited to see the Suns team because they've got great youth with between Booker, Chris, and Bender now. Uh, Alex Len is a backup center. Center, it'll be interesting, but again, mm-hmm. you've got a ton of young talent. You've got multiple guards. Uh, they probably need to go pick up one more backup if, if they're going to keep them both. If they do a trade, we'll see where that lands out with Brandon Knight. But this is a team that's going to be fun to watch and fun to watch them grow because it's going to take a while for them to find their groove with all these young guys on the court and no true leader out of them. That's that's one big concern with a team that young. I don't know who's going to stand out. I, I don't necessarily have a lot of faith in one player right now. Yeah, I, I, Leadership's the question. Yeah, there's a lot of leadership questions. and I mean, it's a very young team. Earl Watson's a very young head coach. And and Phoenix isn't known for being the greatest, G, or, you know, greatest run oh, yeah. front office. We'll, we'll definitely have to see. I mean, we'll definitely have to see. They took the, the but youngest player. But they're going player. to be fun to watch. They will be. They took the youngest player in the draft the year before, taking Devin Booker, taking the youngest player in this draft as well, taking Dragon Bender. So, obviously, a lot of youth on that team. They do have Tyson Chandler on a terrible contract, yep. but we'll see what he can do from a veteran standpoint. Yeah, he just really, doesn't die. Like, no. Tyson Chandler. I'm sorry. I thought Tyson Chandler was washed up like four years ago, and he's just putting up boards, the putting Mavericks, points, defense. That's oh, what my I was God. Say, Dallas, yeah. Chicago. I mean, and even on the Knicks. The Knicks, too. Yeah. yeah. Like the dude's just consistent, but but to be honest, I mean, obviously we, we could have moved Jalen Brown back, and and but but the top nine players, I'm, I don't have a problem with a single one of those top nine mm-hmm. players. But right. let's get into these stretches, and I think we could see it at number ten right Thon away. Thonmaker, Thonmaker going to Milwaukee Bucks. The twenty three year old, twenty six year old, twenty nine year old, ninety five year old Thonmaker. We don't know how old this man is because apparently there's there's rumors coming out that he was in a two thousand eight high school uh, Australian yearbook where mm-hmm. he was supposed to be graduating, and apparently he's twenty three. We don't know. If there's actually any legitimacy, but we'll definitely have to there, see. There are a lot of rumors out there draft day about um, you know uh, front offices being like, well, we did a little research. We're a little concerned about the age, and then things got interesting. So it was weird to see the Bucks jump up and not jump up, but take Don Maker so high up in this draft. 
I, I don't see I would, why. Don, well, something that, Don, give me the reason why, Sean. Some, something that Chad Ford wrote on his grade A mock draft, or I think it was just where he was going through his mock draft and saying the range for these players. He said, yeah. Thon Maker is the hardest person to judge because he has a range from 10 to 30. I have no idea where he's going to go. Obviously, he hit that high point of 10, and it doesn't make sense for the Bucks. But again, if you look at what the Bucks have done, they obviously love players who are very unique. You look at a guy like Giannis. The Thon kind of fits into that same 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 profile of very unique. People don't know what to make of him. Very athletic. But then again, I mean, can he develop a shot? He's got a lot going for him. But then again, that he might help. a bunch of high schoolers while he was possibly multiple years older than him. Exactly. But then again, we don't know like if he can actually develop on all of his skills at once, right. or if he's going to be you know set to develop one skill, and if that's going to hurt his whole development. So I mean, obviously they're taking a chance. Obviously they're taking a chance with a terrible head coach or one of one of the worst head coach in Jason Kidd. Yeah, can't even mold him. There's a lot of questions here with Milwaukee, and I, I don't think it really fits here. Well, and it's basically a, oh, well, we did the same thing with the Greek Freaks. So I think why it was a cocky move. I absolutely it's think, like, yeah. It's like, yeah, you hit the jackpot with Giannis, they're, just rolling the dice they're again not this year. the same people. And I think that this is going to be, I'll call it right now, biggest bust of the draft. Five years down the line, we're saying this is the worst move of the 2016 NBA I draft. I completely disagree with you, but I mean, because if you look at it, you go to number 12, the Atlanta Hawks. Ten will, ten will be Prince. worse. That Thonmaker will be worse pick than Prince. I I, I, doubt, I, I don't think so because a worse pick than Papa Giannis. Oh, no, because you're you know because you have <laughs> oh nothing. You have no basis on Papa Giannis. You just don't want to like Thonmaker because everyone else. But loves I'm just him. saying he's but not going to be Prince. We've seen play. He played at Baylor. He did play. We're a relatively well-known player. He put up decent points, yeah, he's but physical, complete stretch. But the problem is, there's nothing. There's no wow factor to his game. There's nothing that made him a lottery-worthy pick mm-hmm. in my mind. And in a lot of the projections out there, he wasn't even close to a lottery pick. No. So it's a surprising jump to see him up there. Uh, his upside is what his physical play, the fact that he can come in and be like. An impact. You yeah. think he has an impact right away? He's more okay. of a complete player at this time. Here's uh, the th- say so. here's the thing, and here's the only reason why I think he got picked at twelve was it wasn't the Jazz making the pick. It was the Hawks. Right. And you got to think, where did their head coach under which coaching tree did he come from? Popovich. Yep. And the one thing that that coaching tree kind of values the most is defense. And this guy, in all draft profiles, has been listed as a versatile defender. And then you could make the, uh, you know, the. the you could have got him in the second round. You yeah, make, I know you could that, make that. You can make the argument. <laughs> I'm not also, saying it's a great pick. I'm just trying to yeah, say know, why they you could, made. You could also make the argument too that you know Ken Batesmore might be leaving, so they need to fill that role. And he so can rebound then, like a motherfucker but, but then, too. But again, we're talking about stretches here. 21, you go with DeAndre Bembry, who's another wing player. Another here, good defender, though, and <laughs> another wing player who same, plays the same position. So I don't know what the Atlanta Hawks are doing here. So I think I, I don't think <laughs> Bembry's a stretch because I'm not him at 21 to the Hawks, I think Torian Wallace is a huge stretch, and he could yeah. have flipped him and would have been better there. I, I don't know uh, what the Hawks are doing here. And then 13, you obviously know my opinions on Papa Giannis. If you guys want to throw anything out there or any more stats <laughs> in him, we can do that. But I think uh, that's a complete stretch know, there, too. No, but I, why not? The one thing the I, wanted why to, not? I wanted to go back to just uh, the DeAndre Brembry because I, yeah. we don't need to talk about Papa Giannis anymore. But the one thing that I can see with him is it's another thing where he's not just a versatile defender. He's a guy, yeah, you can play the three, you can put him at the two. He can guard multiple positions. You can put him on a point guard, you can put him on a power forward. He will defend almost any position on the court. Right, but he won't get boards like Prince does. Yeah, and that's probably that's... why they went with both of them. One oh. gets the boards and defends, but one is an offensive Are they going to be on the court at the same time? 
No, one's I don't, offensive. I don't know if they can one, afford to. One is a better offensive game. The other is just defense and rebound. I mean, I'm sure we'll see it, but nah. Yeah, I, I don't know. And then another stretch here is Boston at 16. Boston had one of the worst drafts. I mean, mm-hmm. congrats, drafting Gershon Yazabuli. I'm, I'm probably messing that one up, too. A power forward from France. And again, you got you got a lot of late picks here if you're Boston. Take them later. I don't know why you're taking them up, up here at 16 when there's guys like Wade Baldwin. You need a backup point guard, whether it's for Baldwin, and, 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 I mean, whether it's for Thomas or Bradley, and obviously he's a combo guard here. Point, you can play point guard or shooting guard. You got Henry Ellison. You need a stretch four. I mean, I, I mean, maybe the Gershon. List goes on. You can literally name like the next exactly. five picks and be like, maybe, why not? Maybe Gershon, maybe, maybe they like the appeal that he will be a stra- drafted stash so they don't have to worry about his development. Mm-hmm. So maybe I can see that from there. But, but then again, Trade back. You don't need to make that pick there. You can trade back and get more value. I don't understand what Danny Ainge did. This is not, though, and the one thing I'm going to throw out there, this is not, and I know you're a Patriots fan, so you're mostly known for this. This isn't the NFL. This isn't where you trade back, get more picks. This is This a, is a team that has way too many picks already. And this is one where they could have said, like you said, fuck it, let's take him. If he doesn't come over, we've got him. Kind of like a, I know it's not the exact pick number, but like a Bulls with Nico, where it's like, you know what, we'll take him, he can go play overseas, and then we'll get him when we've got everything figured out and LeBron is closer to the end. See, I would I would say, though, you can get you can find some team that really wants a guy like Henry Ellison. You can get a guy that really wants a team that really wants a guy like Wade Baldwin or Malik Beasley or a DeAndre Benbury that will trade up a future draft pick. You don't need a draft pick right now. You don't need value right now. Just get something that from a guy that you, know, you can get later on with your draft pick if you love him so much. And the other thing is why not package some of the later picks to move up to actually get some talent I, That's I mean, more what I'm they, they could have they condensed their picks down to get more value out of them and then traded a package of those picks mm-hmm. for an established player to get them in the playoffs you draft and deeper. Jay, you draft Jalen Brown. You see Marquise Chris is available at eight. Maybe you make a package deal with the Kings. Well, I don't we, know. we didn't even mention, I know this is kind of adding more picks onto it, but Boston had a deal on the table that it was them to basically say yes or no, where it was Noel, the 20, what, 24, 26, and then Covington. Just for the third, they yeah. could have said yes to that, but they didn't. And that's, that's another like that's another deal the that Jesus. they could have just taken. But more it, picks yeah, it's adding up. picks. It's not taking two and <laughs> giving it and getting one back. Let's I, trade seven picks for these two <laughs> picks, and then oh my god! And then looking it's at ridiculous. looking at more stretches here. I mean, it, it's really hard to find after the Wade Baldwin one because other than that, I would say Karras should have been a second round. Pick. Are, yeah, we talked about Lamar. We, we talked about his Karras. injury concerns, say, but I'm he's got upside. Pascal. I'm gonna say Pascal that was instead be, of Scale. That was gonna be my next that's guy. It. Like that. That's the one. Pa- Pascal Siakam you, from uh, New Mexico State stretch there. And you want to know what's the funniest part? The two best teams with the best record, home runs. Deontay Murray to the Spurs, and then Damian Jones. You, you to don't the say well-run organizations. Oh yeah, great. Uh, seem to, you know, greatly what run to do. organizations. But then again, you can make the argument that the 76ers. Uh, 76ers was interesting. They took two shooting guards, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much back-to-back picks, and it's the question of. Okay, so Luau is gonna stay is gonna come over here now, and are we gonna have what are we gonna do? I mean, that seems like an interesting. Are they gonna both go play over same time? Well, because Furkan's Furkan, got a buyout, right? He's got a buyout, yeah. which is isn't too expensive. But same time, I think they said what nine million? No, no, it's like two million. Okay, his current contract's yeah. under a mil. It, the buyout's only like two point okay. something. But same time, the 76ers are is cheap as shit, mm-hmm. so they might just wait. <laughs> See, I want to. I want to before we get into like who had the best draft. I do want to say biggest steal. Because there's a lot of steals in this draft. I mean, if you look at this draft, well, with a I lot mean, of it's hard to say steal without seeing him play a day. But 
from, value from the value-wise, what we've seen yeah. up to the draft, all the mocks and everything. Deonta Murray. Ellison. Ellison. Uh, I'm Deonta going Deonta Murray. Murray. I, it's yeah. a beautiful oh, well, match. Yeah. I'm just throwing out guys there. But I mean, yeah. Ellison was nice. Stan Van knows what he's doing. He's got a stretch four. And that, that Pistons team is set up to succeed at this point. I think that's a fantastic job. I, um, it's, it's just it, it's tough to see all these names, and you're like, this guy could have gone later. This guy could have gone later. Uh, Bryce Johnson was a good pick from the Clippers, but then again, I, I, that was kind of another f- fallback there. I, I look at I look at Murray and Damian Jones as great picks there from mm-hmm. the Spurs and Golden State Warriors. I look at uh, a guy like Henry Ellison, great pick there. Wade Baldwin, great pick from Memphis, as though I don't like his, his attitude. Maybe Memphis can mold him into a guy that can be a player first there. I look at Juan Hernan Gomez. Great pick from the Denver Nuggets. You needed shooting. You got shooting. And I'll talk about your Bulls. I think the Bulls made a fantastic pick Oh, that pick was the best too. pick. To me, I, I just figured we were going to wait for this guy to go off on the Bulls. Yeah, I, no, I, 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 I didn't want to talk this about it. This is your time to show. This is the time to show. I didn't want to bring it up because go. for those of you who don't know. You bring up the Bulls in every single Yeah, I know. It's yeah, literally and it impossible kinda messes, you not talk It kind of messes you up, but whatever. I love the Bulls. And this was like, I made a tweet earlier in the day. I said, these were the guys. I had four guys. Sabonis, Baldwin, Euless, Valentine. Four guys that I would have been happy with at 14. Valentine was number one on that list. Yeah. He was the guy that, after we traded Rose, I'm like, we're not going to take a big guy because we got Robin Lopez. Then Valentine comes in, and I'm like, fucking great. This is a guy that I've watched all the time. This could be my Big Ten bias coming out, but this was a home run by the Bulls, and I'm not used to this. I'm not. I'm. I'm used to the Tony Snell draft where I say. I say it's a bad pick. People say, "Oh, I watched him in New Mexico," and then call me an idiot. That's what I'm used to. And then we but, watch him fail in the NBA. Yeah, and he's you also the, hated the, the Bobby Portis pick too. I. You weren't a huge no, fan. No, okay, the Bobby Portis pick I wasn't a huge fan of because yet again I thought we should have went with point guard, but it wasn't like the Tony Snell pick. We were trying to move to point guard it. years ahead of time. I didn't hate it. Yep. This was just one where it's like I've never felt this happy about a Bulls pick since Derrick Rose. Honestly, it's funny, a fantastic fit. Yeah. Which is funny because we had to trade Derrick Rose to make this pick. Well, not to make this pick. We would have went with a big guy. We wouldn't have went with Denzel if Rose was still on possible. the team. That's what mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Denzel gives us uh, amazing versatility. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy who can play a two through four. Uh, and it's scary to think that him fitting into this Bulls, it's literally just a plug and play. Like He comes in day one. He's going to get points, rebounds, and assists for us right off the bat. He's got a fantastic handle. One of the things we were talking about was leadership from this organization. He comes in, and I hope to God he plays up with. Uh, oh my God! Just Could you imagine Jimmy? Jimmy? Yeah, I was like that. That's the concern. Dougie? Jimmy. Oh. Well, f- Dougie's not even as we're talking. Oh. We're talking as far You're as a leader of this team. I'm, I'm talking a leader of this team. I'm just I'm, talking about how these pieces are now going to work together, and I'm just excited for. I'm worried about locker room presence tomorrow, man. Locker room oh. presence. If we'll he buys in under Dougie. Oh God, under Jimmy. We'll see these yeah. guys in summer league. I think. I think obviously we'll, we'll just go to be- teams that had the best drafts. Why don't you just throw out a couple teams that had the best drafts? I think. I think the Bulls would be uh, a part of your uh, picks that are uh, for, for their one pick. Yep. Yeah. I, th- I think. I think if I look at it, and I'm, I have to throw three teams out there. I, I say 76ers had one hell of a draft. Taking Ben Simmons, taking Furkan, and taking Timothy Lawalu. I think those were fantastic. I'm going to throw the Suns in there as well. I think getting Marquise Chris and Dragon Bender is is fantastic. And then you go down the line, and I think the Thunder also had the other third best draft, and they didn't even have a pick going into this. Yeah, first say, the, thun- the Thunder did a fantastic job. We we talked that up in the other segment. I really liked pick up by the Rockets for ZQ in the second round. I think that was a steal. Looking back on this, you guys were like, "Wow, how did he fall so far?" I know you're gonna hate me for it, but it's Boy, gonna happen. Boy needs <laughs> eats a lot of cheeseburgers, but I, I might be able he's to. He's a agree twig right now, he is but the twig. man can shoot, and he's he's weirdly athletic for someone who's above seven foot tall. 
Yeah, you gotta give true. him credit. Very true. I, I, I think, I think honestly, I'm against you on the 76ers. I feel like they fucked up by not taking Deontay Murray. I think they missed yeah. a chance Maybe. at getting a point guard. But, well, you guys were saying that right. It they was have the one right cap. before the Clipper pick. They have cap. Uh, they have I cap. Understand and, they have cap unless they're going to go after like a Rondo or a. Conway. But when you have a team so young, it makes mm-hmm. sense. Why, why go double shooting guard? It it doesn't add up to me. I I, I know and they're I mean, crazy with their overseas. Let's draft and stash. Well, and with the 76ers, the big thing is Colangelo was like, we're going to do what we need to do. To start competing now. No more of this trust in the process. And yet they're shit. still... They, the, they one kept thing, all the, draft the one picks. thing I find the funniest about the 76ers is we talked, oh, who's getting moved before no on draft day? Who's getting moved? Okafor and Noel are still there. And Embiid, but we didn't think Embiid was going to be in there. Okafor and yeah. Noel are still there. They're still there. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they'll make a trade, though. I think I think Noel will be able to be moved or Okafor will be able to move and you'll be able to add a point guard. And again, Chances they don't make a move at all. There, there is, and uh, I, I think I think there's a very good chance that they they just hold what they've got. I think they've got a good young core. Do you think they do you think they wait and see what they have in Embiid? I, I think not you sure. have to because uh, maybe you wait and if Embiid doesn't show up, then you can keep those two and trade Embiid or try to move him. And then if he if he pans out, then you could move one of the guys that doesn't fit. Yeah, and that's exactly it. I maybe, think it's a mid year hold. Maybe they hold out. did not make the trade because it's like. Well, what if Embiid comes out, or even like Sarge comes over, and it's not a smooth transition. Then we're like, oh shit, we shouldn't have traded him. I do want to throw out guys though, because if we look at you know guys that went undrafted in this draft, mm-hmm. Gary Payton went undrafted. Oh, Anthony Bar- fucking love Gary Anthony Payton. Barber went undrafted. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, I know he's not an actual point guard; he's more of a shooter. Shout out he to the uh, the Illinois area, Rockford, and, and drafted. And you can also throw out Yogi Ferrell and, and Ryan uh, Arsenado from uh, these guys. Get not, not too great of a, a point mm-hmm. guard, but they'll, yeah, they'll get workouts definitely. Uh, uh, come on, are we, are we not forgetting the oldest man to play college basketball, Perry Ellis? But we're talking more point guards. If you're, you're saying, oh, okay. how are they going to fill in the point guard? Fair enough. I, I look at that first round. You get a ton of shooting. You get obviously the best player in the draft in Ben Simmons. Yeah, I, I, I think feel the like they're just hedging their bets at shooting guard. Like one of these two is going to pan out for us. Yeah, and we'll be set. Yeah. Sure, fair enough, because. It, it looked like mm-hmm. uh, Furkan has a very limited range. I wasn't sure if he was just going to be a pure score, and, and I'm, I had those concerns about how well-rounded his game was. So I think Luau, all right, take him first. He's got a better all-around game, and Furkan can maybe just be a sharpshooter from the outside. And well, I don't love it that they don't have a true point yet. You're right. There is an opportunity to go mm-hmm. out and get one free agency, get one and workouts. If anybody can find talent, at this point, like they're going to sift through a lot of guys in that 76ers roster. You know who had a really good draft? And I know we're looking at it now at this point, and now most of the second round's done. Utah. Because the, mm-hmm. here's the way I look at it. They had the 12th pick in the first round and the 42 pick in the second round. Well, they trade that second pick, and who do they get? They get George Hill from the Pacers. Who do they take in the second round? Isaiah Whitehead, a point guard. Yeah, could they have taken like a Deontay Murray or... A point guard in the first round, yeah. But if you can ship that pick off, bring in a George Hill, and then bring in an Isaiah Whitehead, who in the second round at 42, that's good value. I think they, they've well, got to have a good Utah's draft. Utah's also a young team, and bringing a guy in like George Hill would be better than a guy like Deontay Murray because yeah. you're, you're trying to compete bring for in some yeah. veterans. Whitehead can come too. in and just be a scoring presence. And, I mean, they get the position that they were going to look in the first round in the second. That's one that I saw, and I'm like, man, that that is a good draft. That's what a good what draft about the late them. back picks for the Celtics going, you know, DJ into Ben Benton? Well, see, I, I would say I love it. Because he loves you get, it. That's why I, I, was, I specifically picked out the two see, players that you absolutely okay. love. See, you get Ben, you get Benton, and you get Demetrius Jackson. They said Benton's going to compete for a 
a spot on the Celtics. And you Good. get Demetrius Jackson, who's going to be able to back up Isaiah Thomas. But then again, look at what else the Celtics did. You get a, you get a future pick because you traded away the 31st pick and the 35th pick. That's a decent deal right there. But then again, look what, how much they fucked up in that first round. I like mm-hmm. the, the, the Zizek pick. I'm, I'm messing up his pronunciation. I, I, I forget how they, yep. they, they pronounce it. But Zizek from Croatia, I think he's a great rebounder. We'll see. He's a draft and stash again. But again, we talked about Gershon Yazbuli. You could have traded back and got him later. And then I think you fucked up getting... Uh, Jalen Brown. So I, th- I would give. I, I don't. I'm not too high on the Celtics draft. I, I, I love the two guys that they they got late in the second. But then again, good value in the second. Will they Hopefully be able to make compete. the team? Yeah. I mean, we don't know. I mean, I, I think Ben Benzel should be. I think Ben Benzel will make a team. Um, you know, sometime. But again, this is a a, a playoff team. Will he be able to make the t- team? I got a question for you, Sean, right. because of this is a team, a player that I know you've been low on, and then I've got somebody in the second round that I hopes makes the team and could possibly be a steal in the second round just because I really like him. What do you think of the Pacers taking uh, your boy George Nguyen? He's That's the first boy. thing I got to do. He's, he's I, I, say that, I say that jokingly because you hate him. I don't hate him. Okay, <laughs> George, If I know you're watching. You were ragging on him in I know that you're Sweet watching. 16 game. People overhype him. Okay, is he cheering for them Cavaliers? Is he a tenacious? Is he a tenacious player? Yes. Is he yeah. is he decent going to the basket? Yes. Is he something that somebody that wows me? No. Will he be able to some kind of be hidden and his flaws will be hidden on the Pacers team that I think made some pretty good moves? Maybe. Maybe he'll be able to back up a guy like Thad Young and be decent there. Maybe he'll be able to back up a guy mm-hmm. like Paul George, whether they play him at the three or the four. I think he'll be able to be decent in in, in Iowa in Indiana, not Iowa State. He was he's from Iowa State uh, in Indiana. But then again, I mean, I I think he might be. I think his best attribute will be his defense. I think that will be his best attribute. I don't think his offense will be shown that much. And you know what's the second round pick I really love and I I hope the best for this kid even though he's going to Brooklyn. Marcus Page. Second round that's that's a pick where it's like, man, if he can make the team and make something because of the situation because the Nets aren't really that good, yeah. maybe he can be like I'm not saying like phenomenal, but he can develop into a guy where Nets fans go, man, that guy was a pretty good pick in the second round. I, I think you hit on the head. It's the some of these guys going to bad teams are going to get a lot of minutes, and we're mm-hmm. going to see a lot of them. And I'm not saying Michael Clara Williams syndrome, but we're going to see somebody who's playing way too many minutes who's going to get inflated stats out of this. He's going to get paid. Definitely going to get paid. But this is a guy that I'm saying like the thing that we talk about like with Denzel with the Bulls and the leadership okay. on Michigan State. He was the senior leader yeah. for Roy Williams's um, Tar Heels. Fair so enough. if he can come in and maybe on a Nets team, he was that's, up and down though. Yeah, but if he, he can come in on the, the Nets year. team and kind of develop into a leader on a team that's kind of like I don't know where they're headed. The, the Nets' future is kind of questionable. I'll agree with you on that. I, I think the big thing is though, did they do enough this year by flipping the one mm-hmm. one pick over in the first round, and then does that set them up for what? Oh, they're not going to compete. Twenty five wins yeah, this year no. again. That's and then, a lot. Really? That's a lot. Yeah, you, you might be right on that one. I take they're, that back. A lot. Well, and they're going to have to do, what, the same thing they did this year and next year because mm-hmm. they gave next year's pick to the Celtics. Yeah, tra- we're going to see another Lopez. <laughs> we're going to see be the traded. Celtics fuck up another top three pick. Oh, God. Just throwing out there. I, I, again, I mean, we, we were tired. We've been watching the draft. Mm-hmm. It's 1130. <laughs> this has gone long. Yep. One final prediction from you guys. Who is winning the Rookie of the Year, or who would be the best prospect from this draft? At the Whoa. end, at the end well, of this year, saying, are uh, we saying who's the best player, or are we saying best, going forward who's the best both. pick out of this? Who is who? When we look back on this, who is the best player who had the best career, whether that's MVPs or oh, NBA Finals? And then give me. me give me who's going to be the Rookie of the Year at the end of the year. I think Ben oh. Simmons walks away with Rookie of the Year. I think he'll he'll flood the stat line uh, again. He's, he's a great prospect on a bad team, 
and he's going to be absolutely counted on to lead this team going forward. He's the man. Walks in day one. Uh, I think at the end of year one, though, uh, I might want to lean towards someone kind of interesting. Don't take mine. Don't take don't, mine. Don't take yours? Fine. I'll, I'll go easy. I'll go I'll go straight to number two. Okay. I, I think that... Okay, you didn't take mine. <laughs> I think no. I'm going to take yours. Fair enough. Well, mine, you guys yeah. are all speculation. Well, See, no, mine is easy. It's rookie of the year, probably going to be Ben Simmons, but yeah. if it's not Ben Simmons, it'll be Ingram. That's yep. who we, it's going to be. We, we agree there. It's, yeah. it's, it's going to be Simmons. The ki- And this is not one that I'm not looking just at the end of this year. Hang this on, let's take a while. doesn't say Buddy Heald. No. What? It's not Buddy Heald. The I Buddy Heald lover is not. I, we got something going guy, on. I know, I know who's okay. A guy five years. I'm going to say five years down the line that we're sitting there going, that was the pick. Who do you think I'm going to say? Who do you think I'm going to say, Sean? Chris, Chris Dunn. Dunn. Yeah. He's the guy. He is the guy. That, do you, you want to know why? It's kind of going to be like Russell Westbrook perfect. where it's like, boom. That's the guy. No, he's not going to be like Russell Westbrook. He's going to be like, oh, shit, the Timberwolves are fucking stacked mm-hmm. because they have Carl Anthony Towns, they have Andrew Wiggins, and they have Chris Dunn. I mean, and you got Tom Thibodeau. This team, we're going to talk about this. He's going to be an all-star. He's going to be one yeah, of the faces of that franchise. It's he's going to get gonna multiple be, rings. It's going to be him and he's Wiggins gonna are rings. going to be the main one-two. Really? Your yeah. cat's out of it? Oh, and Cat. So one, two, I was like, three. That, that's a massive disrespect. What I'm saying, what I'm yeah. saying is, Levine's on the outside looking in now. Yeah, so yeah. Well, you think he was outside I think, looking in? I think, I think they were Chris looking for Dunn someone to put him in. Couldn't couldn't be sent to a better team. I think this Timberwolves team, fantastic chance for him to come in. And look, he's coming in into a Tom Thibodeau defensive team. What does he do? He murders on defense. He's super aggressive. He plays physical defense, which is one knock on. Uh, their point guard right now is he's very steel based. And why they and... wanted to send him to the Bulls, and the Bulls said no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Ben Simmons, I think, will probably have the best statistical mm-hmm. career. I think. I think it's it's really hard to deny his talent. I think Brandon Ingram might be able to compete with Chris Dunn because I really like what the Lakers do. I'm still saying and again, this a is Lakers team, team with two to three without years. Kobe chucking. So where's all those shots going? Yeah. I think Ingram's going to get a lot. of I them. think it's going to be two to three years. We're going to see. We're going to see the Lakers in playoff contention. But ultimately, with the most rings on the finger. It's going to be Chris yeah. Can I say one thing about Ben Simmons being the number one pick? Yeah. My biggest worry for Ben Simmons coming in is has nothing to do with him playing on the court or mm-hmm. even the, oh, but Ricky, he needs to develop his shot. Yeah, LeBron couldn't shoot that well coming into the league, and yeah, LeBron's going multiple to the, yeah. MVP and three-time NBA champion. My biggest thing for Ben Simmons that I want to see is being a number one pick, and I know that it's not like a – but Ricky, they, they don't have to come in and be a leader. You have to show me you want it a little bit because the big concerning thing is you didn't bring your team to the tournament. And then when you could, I get it's the NIT and yep. it's not the same, but your teammates probably would have liked to practice a few more weeks, play a few more games, especially those upperclassmen that weren't going to play after Are this. Are you saying he checked out? Not checked out. His agents and his probably upperclassmen were like, you know what? We're not going to play because if you get injured in those games, you're not going to be the number one pick. So we ain't going to play in the NIT. <laughs> and that's why LSU didn't play. Yeah. I want to see a guy that is going to want to win titles and not you, just kind of be just athletic and I, freaky. I don't think you can blame him for LSU not making the tournament. I think we can have that in a different discussion. 
I don't think you blame Ben Simmons for not making the, I'm just the, saying, the tournament. It, it because... can throw up a red flag, and okay, that's all but, I'm saying. But, I, I, it's not something I want to get into. It's his, just his, it's a red flag. His team and his performance gave Oklahoma hell, who made it to the Final Four. You look you look at Ben Simmons' stats. He was up for Naismith Player of the Year. He just did not have enough around him, and I think that was it. If you look at a guy like Brandon Ingram, he had a guy in Grayson Allen who was number one overall, who, who was supposed to be a number one pick. You got a guy in a Plumlee who, who was tenacious on the boards. You have a great coach and Mike uh, Coach K. I'm not gonna pronounce. I, I'm too too tired <laughs> to pronounce his last name. But, I mean, uh, I just come back with this. Isaiah Whitehead beat the eventual national champion and made the tournament on his team. Okay, but he's also way pro- less than uh, LSU. You you think Seton Hall was? I mean, we're not getting into this. We're not getting into Seton this. Seton Hall anyway. to win their <laughs> conference tournament just to get into the tournament. Right. So yeah. This is going to wrap up this episode of the Fast Break. You're still getting the one on Saturday. Don't worry, people. We're still <laughs> we have going to bonus see you content for you on Woo! Saturday. Uh, it was fun watching the draft. It was a fun time. Uh, obviously, watching it with you two, even though we wanted to rip Ricky's head off because he wasn't paying attention. At Jesus the time. Christ! It, it's but, like did, wait, we get a tweet. Ten minutes later, Ricky rereads the tweet and goes, "Hey guys, did you hear?" <laughs> yes, Ricky. It was later. When you get later round, I go. Eh, it was okay. literally like pick twelve. Anyways, we will we will see you on Saturday. But if you do want to see Ricky and I give draft grades, subscribe to our channel. Channel, so you do not miss out on those are all, all 30 teams will be getting draft grades whether they had a pick or not because obviously they had a, didn't have a pick for a reason we'll go over the trades that led up to them not having possible a pick. special guest dave oster possible special guest and dave oster you so never pay know. attention to that uh but yeah we will be seeing you on saturday and if you do want to never or if you never want to miss any of our contact subscribe to our channel like this video and if you're not listening on soundcloud follow our channel like this uh podcast on SoundCloud repost this to all of your friends. If you want to follow us on Twitter, follow me at Schwarbo. Follow Ricky at Ricky Wimmer. Follow Dave at Dave underscore don't underscore tweet. And you can even follow us at Most Valuable Pod on Twitter. And you can follow us on Snapchat at Most Valuable Pod. You even have a Facebook page. You can go out there and check that out. And if you do want to ch- help us in a different way, go to patreon.com slash most valuable podcast. If you donate a dollar, patrons who do n- do donate a dollar do get a special podcast every month. Brandon, Mike from Behind the Pen, and I were on the July one. And let me tell you, it was pretty fun. Mike had some pretty good stories. That's going to wrap up the draft coverage, which is pretty sad to Ooh. say. And, uh, no, no, this is, this is just the start. Are you kidding well, me? Well, all right. Now it's time for summer leagues and way too earlies. And 2017. <laughs> Anyways, it's going to wrap it up. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.